All right, welcome to Your Bible, Book by Book. I am Pastor Luke Dunn, and uh, wanted to just give you a basic idea of where we're coming from as we start here. Um, over the last three years, uh, I preached through every book of the Bible, um, and what I did was, and my intention was, to preach uh, one sermon that basically captured what that book of the Bible was all about, and then, you know, zone in on like one particular uh, passage or uh, verse or character within that book of the Bible, um, and then explore it uh, from that angle. So um, this project has been kind of in the works for um, a while, and uh, as we get started, I wanted to uh, just give you a, an idea of what the whole Bible is about, um, and then we're going to go into each book and what each book is specifically uh, about and how to understand it. And so um, if you're looking for a little more um, information or inspiration um, about the books of the Bible, uh, you can go to www.firstbaptistalito.com, uh, and that's Alito, A-L-E-D-O. Um, and y there we have all the uh, sermons archived, um, and so you should be able to click on the sermon uh, tab, type in in the search engine uh, at the top of the page, um, you know, Genesis, and it should come up with that message from Genesis, um, Exodus, etc. So uh, if you want to hear more uh, of the messages, that's where you can go for that. Uh, but uh, for those who are new to the faith, new to Christianity, um, or new to just exploring your Bible, maybe you've been a Christian for a while, but uh, you're interested in getting into studying the scriptures and understanding what uh, they're really about, um, we need to kind of cover a few basic things uh, that kind of uh, might be important for you to know. So as you get into the Bible, what you're going to see is that it is not just one book, um, and some of these things that I'm going to tell you are fairly simple uh, facts, and, and you might um, skip some of this because you're pretty knowledgeable about the Bible, but um, the, it's, a, it's a collection of 66 books. Um, and so it's 39 books of the Old Testament and 27 books of the New Testament uh, written over the course of 1,500 years from Moses uh, to the Apostle John. Um, and so uh, over the course of that 1,500 years, um, there are a lot of uh, different writers, uh, a lot of different authors of Scripture. Um, some are anonymous. Some of them are known. Um, they're almost all Jewish, um, except for one, um, we believe uh, the evangelist Luke, uh, who wrote uh, Luke and Acts, uh, was a Gentile. Now, a Gentile just means somebody who's not Jewish. Um, and so that's um, a little bit of the, the idea behind the Bible is that it is a collection of 66 books. It's not just one book, but then we uh, compile it into one book called the Bible. Uh, and so as you read through the Bible, what you're going to find is that uh, it is a revelation, um, which is a revealing, a, uh, a unfolding of who God is. God uh, speaks to prophets. He speaks to um, the, the, those who are inspired to write scripture uh, and tell us about who he is. 
and tell us about what he wants and tell us about what his uh, will is for our lives and how to know him and how to live for him and, and how to find redemption. Uh, and so that's what the Bible is all about. So as you read scripture, you see that it's God revealing uh, his nature um, and what he's done um, in the world throughout history in people's lives and what he wants to do in, in your life. Now, all of that centers around one central issue, um, which is that man is fallen, man is sinful, and needs to be saved or redeemed. And so, because that is the central issue, God is holy and man is sinful, um, then the central uh, issue of Scripture is the Messiah. And the Messiah means the Savior, the one person that God is going to bring into the world who is going to save everyone from their sin. Um, And so the Old Testament points forward uh, to the Messiah, um, giving us prophecy and giving us uh, all the detail um, of who this Messiah will be, how he's going to come into the world. And then the New Testament reveals who that Messiah is. Uh, And so the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, reveal who that is, which is Jesus And then uh, throughout the rest of the New Testament, we see how to live uh, in right right relationship with God and how to live in a right relationship with the Messiah and uh, how that impacts your life. So that's what Christianity is ultimately all about. And so um, one of the things that we need to kind of dive into here is how to read the Bible. Um, and, And one of the the things that uh, a lot of people should know about Scripture is that because it's written by um, a bunch of different authors over the course of 1,500 years, um, it is uh, a collection of 66 books that are different genres of literature. So they're different styles of literature. Uh, Some of the the genres are uh, narrative so as we get into uh, Genesis, we're going to see narrative, we're going to see history, we're going to see stories about people's lives and how God interacted with them. Uh, as you move through ec- uh, Genesis into Exodus, uh, you're going to see law, uh, that God is starting to lay down rules and regulations, thou shalt and thou shalt nots and things along that line. Um, and his rules and regulations, especially for his people, uh, the Jews. Um, and so... Uh, you have uh, Exodus through Deuteronomy that gives us a lot of rules and regulations or laws. And so the first five books of the, the Bible are called the Pentateuch, uh, which uh, in the Jewish language was referred to as the Torah, and Torah means law. Even though there's a lot of uh, narrative, there's a lot of stories in the, in the first five books, um, primarily it is God telling his people how to live in a right way uh, with him. So ceremonial laws, sacrificial laws, uh, purity laws, all those things were laid out um, in the Pentateuch in the first five books. Um, You also have poetry. Um, And so as you move through uh, narrative, you go into uh, this area in the Bible from Job through Song of Solomon, um, that is poetry. And so it's uh, wisdom literature, um, and uh, there are proverbs and there are wisdom things that uh, we see given in uh, all these books that uh, tell us how to 
uh, worship and how to think and how to understand the world around us, how to deal with trouble, how to deal with um, big questions about why things are the way that they are. Um, and then you move from there, uh, from the poetry into prophecy. And so Isaiah, all the way through Malachi, um, are uh, the prophets, the major prophets and the minor prophets, um, telling them primarily um, not just what the future holds, but really how to live in a way that honors God. Um, sometimes we get prophets mixed up um, in the sense that we think that they are just foretelling the future, which they do foretell the future. Uh, but one of their biggest jobs was to tell the, the people of their day uh, how to honor God um, and, and were reminding them that uh, there was a lot that they were uh, missing, that they were neglecting. Um, and so it was a call to honor uh, God in their life uh, currently, not just uh, a futuristic uh, telling of what's going to happen. Um, and so moving through that, we come to um, the New Testament, which the first uh, four books are, are the Gospels, um, and then Acts, which are all narrative and historical. And then from there uh, into Romans and beyond, um, we have didactic or uh, the teaching um, of the New Testament church uh, of the apostles. Um, and then after that, we have apocalyptic literature. Uh, so all these different types of um, literature have to be read in different ways. Um, you come to uh, some of these books with um, a great deal of uh, there's inspiration and, and you feel um, something you know, move as you <laughs> read them that uh, they're very enjoyable. Um, right now I'm preaching through uh, the life of uh, David, and, um, you know, there's a lot of, of detail into his life and his story and how he lived for God and how he messed up and and uh, all the different things that go uh, into um, his life. Now, here's what I'm trying to communicate, um, is that when you read a story, um, it's not always going to be obvious what the moral teaching is. Um, with David especially, he had um, some questionable things in his life. The Bible doesn't always tell you um, or declare that uh, an activity that somebody um, commits or goes through or a life situation they go through is right or wrong. Uh, they're describing uh, what happened. Um, so if you take a figure like David who... Oh, we know is a, a godly man and uh, one of the people that God chose to use uh, to bring about the Messiah. Um, you might conclude that it, you know everything in his life was good and that I should do everything that he did, um, and that would be uh, a wrong assumption. So uh, you have the description of his life, uh, some good, some bad. And in fact, the Bible very um, honestly gives us uh, some of the, the mistakes, the major mistakes that uh, David um, committed in his life. And so we're mostly uh, familiar with the story of David and Bathsheba, where he committed adultery, and then he committed uh, murder, and he lied, and he, he coveted, and he did all these. I mean, he broke so many uh, of the laws that were laid out uh, for the Jewish people, um, and it was very obvious that he's sinning, um, and so you learn from that, not just that um, he's 
um, a normal, you know, human being who makes mistakes. Uh, you learn that as he um, repents and he comes to the God, he understands because of God's word that God is a forgiving God and that God uh, is gracious and that uh, he can find restoration um, through his faith and through his relationship with God. Um, and, and that uh, exists, that happens within the Old Testament. And so uh, you see that there's um, grace and that there's mercy and that there's love and that there's patience, um, that God doesn't change, that that has always been his nature. Um, but you read through uh, some of these stories and you see that there is a moral teaching here, but it's, it, you have to pull it out and try to grasp and understand uh, what's going on. And uh, it may not be as obvious. Now, uh, there are other things that are prescriptions in the Bible that are clearly and obviously um, telling us this is what should be done. Um, and so those, those are the laws and those are the commands. And um, uh, in the Old Testament, you have obviously the Ten Commandments. Um, in the New Testament, you have actually uh, over a thousand commands um, that are given throughout the New Testament. And so what we do is we interpret the descriptive um, stories in Scripture uh, according to the prescriptive commands, which are absolute ethical uh, standards that God has put out there. So uh, that we're not confused about uh, whether or not something's right or wrong just because a Bible character uh, did it or didn't do it, um, that we understand that the stories are there to highlight and explain God's relationship with people um, and not just to give us a uh, standard or a character to live by. So you have narrative and you have um, uh, law and you have uh, commands uh, that are, are to be read differently. Um, and prophecy is read a little bit differently. Um than, than some of the other books of the Bible. Um, and they, those can be difficult. And so we'll get into each book of the Bible and what it means, who wrote it, uh, what the point of it is, and, and how to you know, enjoy when you're reading through Scripture, um, how to get the most out of it. Um, and so I want to give you a few ways to read the Bible. Um, so there are obviously 66 different books of the Bible. Um, where do you start? How do you begin? You know, if you're going to have um, in your heart the, the desire to read through uh, the entire Bible, um, how are you going to do it? You're, you might start in Genesis, the very beginning, and just read um, from beginning to end. Um, as we read most books, a lot of people think, well, that's how I'm going to read the Bible. And uh, that wouldn't be wrong to do uh, by any means. And if, if you're um, committed to doing that, then by all means do that. But um, what I'm going to tell you is that it will be probably uh, difficult to uh, persevere through um, some of the things in, in the Old Testament. Um, it, if you're looking for inspiration and understanding, um, because it gets... Uh, a little bit difficult, it really pretty soon. So Genesis is pretty easy. Uh, it's filled with stories. It's a very enjoyable. Um, Exodus begins with a lot of stories. It's the story of Moses and his life and, and rescuing the uh, Hebrews from Egypt. Um, but then 
about halfway through Exodus, um, we start getting laws and we start getting um, all the descriptions of the, the tabernacle and how big everything needs to be and the lengths and widths and uh, all the measurements and um, all the different elements of the altar and, and all those things. Um, and so uh, for some people, uh, find that a little bit challenging. And then Leviticus is all the, uh, the laws and the rules uh, for the priests, um, which can be absolutely fascinating. And everything in Scripture is important and it's inspired. Uh, but not everything in Scripture is, um, quote-unquote, inspiring um, to your faith. It, it can be kind of challenging to read through that. And so I would, I would say, um, if you're just beginning uh, to dive into Scripture, um, you may start with Genesis, but you may from there go to uh, a gospel. Um, and I would encourage you to go to Luke, uh, read Luke and Acts, uh, those two actually fit together. They're written by the same person. They're meant to be read together. Um, it's the story of Jesus, and then it's the story of the beginning of the church. Um, from there, you might go um, into Romans and begin to hear and read some of the teachings, um, some of the, the ways that God has called us to live for him. Um, and then you might go back to some of the other Old Testament books. Um, and so there's different ways to read through the Bible, um, one of the things that you might need to realize is that uh, on a basic level, if you were to read four chapters a day, um, then you would read through the Bible in one year. A lot of people like to read through the Bible in a year, or they commit to reading through the Bible in a year, which is a, a great thing to do. Um, and I would encourage anyone to to make that their commitment, um, but that's going to require four chapters. Uh, every day to read through the Bible. Um, so if you do some basic math, then if you were to say read two chapters a day, then it would take you about two years uh, to read through the Bible. Now, a chapter in the Bible is not a, a long, as long as a chapter in most books. A, a chapter may only take you two or three minutes uh, or maybe up to five minutes if it's a longer chapter to read. They're, they're not super long. Um, so reading two chapters a day in, in, in Scripture is really not hard. Um, but uh, that could be uh, one way that you go about it. And I've known people who, um, for their whole life, you know, committed to reading one chapter a day. Well, every four years they've read through the Bible um, if they're doing it systematically. Um, so that can be another way to do it. But um, the main important thing is that you have your own way or your own commitment to what it is that you're going to do. So if you're going to commit to reading through the whole Bible in a year or in two years, then you just need to know that th this is what it's going to look like. Um, reading through the whole Bible in a year is going to be about four chapters a day. It might take you 20 or 25 minutes a day in Bible reading, um, and, and that would uh, get you through the Bible in about a year. Um, another thing to, to realize about the ways to read the Bible, there are chronological uh, Bibles that, that you can get, um, which will basically take you through um, Genesis through Revelation in a uh, chronological way. So time, uh, beginning with creation and ending with uh, the new creation in heaven. Um, and that a lot of people uh, love to do that, and it will uh, reorganize 
the scripture for you. So your Bible that you have in front of you, if you have, uh, you know, any kind of a normal um, NIV, ESV, King James, uh, NLT, or whatever you're using, um, is not necessarily organized in a chronological way. Um, it uh, it kind of starts off chronological with Genesis being the creation um, and Revelation being um, the new heavens and the new earth um, and the, the second coming of Christ. Um, but it loops back and forth um, because it's more or less organized around um, different genres. So Genesis uh, all the way through Nehemiah is going to be uh, history, and then it's going to go to wisdom literature, Job through Song of Solomon. Um, but there's, they're not following uh, in chronological order. Um, and then um, Isaiah through Daniel, those are chronological in that short segment. But then when uh, you come back to Hosea, now it's going to start over chronologically. Um, so it kind of goes back and forth. Um, but a chronological Bible that you might have um, is going to fold all those books of the Bible together um, so that you're going to read prophecy right in the middle of uh, Second Kings. Uh, they're going to actually put some of those books um, in the middle of those other books to make it uh, chronological. Um, so that could help you to understand where things fit in together in history, um, but uh, it's going to be a hard Bible for you to reference. So if you're in a class in a Bible study and somebody says, look up um, you know, 2 Kings chapter 3, um, it's not going to be easy to find that because you may have other books of the Bible folded into it. Um, so you, you're going to want another Bible that's uh, more easy to reference if you're using it um, in a classroom setting uh, or in church. Um, and so ultimately the last thing is why do we read the Bible? Um, like I said, we don't read it like a novel. We don't read it like uh, we do any other book. Um, the Bible is living and active, and it has the power uh, to change your heart and change your mind, change your life. And so um, even though we want to have a goal of reading through the entire Scripture, um, uh, the, the ultimate goal for the Bible is not just to have read it once, um, but to be reading it uh, consistently. So um, here I am, um, been a Christian for 25 years now. Um, I've read through the Bible almost every year for almost my entire um, Christian life. So I'm going to average that out and say I've probably read through the Scripture about 20 times. Um, and I'm by no means uh, am I done. Uh, in fact, every single day I get up and I read uh, several chapters uh, from the Scripture. And, and uh, what I find is that its uh, inspiration um, is what I need uh, to continue in my transformation. And uh, as a believer... Um, what you will experience is that through uh, the scripture and through prayer, um, you're building a relationship with God and it is transforming you. And so we don't, uh, we don't judge the Bible. Um, it judges us. That's the common way to say that. Um, it, it, is, um, it is what shows me a mirror of who I am. It shows me a mirror of uh, who God is. And uh, when I see that reflection, um, it gives the power uh, to change. 
And so uh, that's a brief overview of the whole scripture. Um, Join us next time as we talk about Genesis, uh, what it's about specifically, and go through some of the stories and details in that book, um, and follow along as we go through the entire Bible. It is your Bible, book by book.